Media at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. By the way, the SABC One will be broadcasting Miracle Rising, the documentary on the first elections featuring Bill Clinton, Charlize Theron, and many others. It happens tonight, 8.30 up to 9.30. Now, let's talk about the... We're going to chat to Sam in Zima in a few minutes' time, as well as Isaac Minar of the SABC, looking at the digital drive from the SABC. But for now, Valian Gobeni is with me. He's the executive uh, creative director and founder of uh, the agency Avatar, uh, talk among, talking about the Born Free Generation Valley. Do I have you there? Hi. Okay, we're just trying to battle to connect with him for now. Very high. Hi, hi, Ashraf. How okay, are you doing? hi. Yeah, good chatting to you, man. Thank you. Very, let, let's talk about this appropriate. It's Youth Day. Mm. There's a there's a significant signpost, June 16, 1976, all those years ago. How how in fact do we do we market therefore to what is called the born free generation? No, I, I think I think the big thing is that this is a new market. So um, I think we have to start understanding how they interact with brands, um, and most importantly, uh, race and, and, and politics around that. So, I mean, our job is simple, really, is to use um, the message to convince the target market to perform a certain action. So, how are we as agencies uh, understanding this market, first of all, um, and, and how are we communicating, communicating with the, a technology-first market? And I think th- th- those really are the, are the big issues around it, is it's around understanding these, th- this new market that... Uh, uh, 19 years later, 20 years next year, becomes economically uh, active. Um, and, and, and how do agencies structure their messaging to convince this market? So, so how, how, in fact, do agencies do that? Because, I mean, amongst those questions, the one question would be, is that market a colorblind market? If all are born free, then by its definition, none of them would or should understand what happened before, uh, before, they were, before those that were not free were born, you know, that period. Uh, before 94. Yeah, I, I think the critical thing is that this is a technology market. You know, um, this is a, a market that expresses their way through social media. This is a market that was, was born with the phone and actually made sure that uh, uh, they communicate in that way. So I think the big thing is, is, is an integrated messaging where, uh, and unlike before where um, you could only use one medium, say television, I, I think this this market responds well to an integrated market where they're not o- the brand is not only pushing the message, but they're actually communicating and pushing the message brand back and actually uh, telling the brand what they think about it. So it's, 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's an era of a two-way communication that is established by this market through, through, through the advent of technology and being able to use technology to communicate back with brands. Uh, and, and I think that's the key differentiator. You know, I was, I was actually thinking this morning, um, uh, brands of yesterday told us what to do. I remember an ad that uh, uh, went something like, that means if you don't know Pinat, uh, you not you don't know anything. So now, for the first time, the youth market and the born free market can actually challenge that, and they can actually talk back to brands. And I think that's that that actually is the key differentiator with this market. All right. So, so who, in, in your opinion, is doing it right? Whether it's agencies or whether it's actual brands. I think I, I think I think the, the the brands that are really doing it right are the um, uh, cell phone brands. I think they they've got multiple touch points, and I think as an agency, you know, as as Avatar, um, it, it's being able to take a, a concept and actually integrate it in so many mediums so that they have different touch points, you know, because really it's it's actually an understanding how do they consume this media, you know. Um, uh, we, we've got something called the second screen now. When when people are watching a TV ad, they're on their cell phones, they're mm. on social media. So how do we tap into that uh, um, uh, uh, 
activity? How do we actually use multiple mediums to actually capture this market? So, and I think the cell phone brands are doing it quite, quite actively, naturally, because they're a technology market. But I think the core issue really is, 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 is how do we use technology to integrate an idea from, from concept? You know, because gone are the days where um, your, your digital agency is, is, is almost like the poorer brother of uh, an above-the-line agency where they come in at the end of the campaign. I think for now the brands that do it uh, uh, well are the brands that have technology and digital at the core from the beginning you know, of the idea. Mm. So, 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 so that is actually the critical thing. I mean, the brands that will do it right are the, are the brands that think technology and how to integrate an idea into technology. Um, unlike uh, uh, past years where um, the, the digital agency was almost roped in at the end. So yes, uh, it's yes. the agencies that can integrate messages and actually use multiple mediums to capture this market. Now, now having said that, are you suggesting, and you mentioned the mobile companies, mm. and I think they're obviously great examples yep. of that anyway, but are you suggesting the others are in fact not doing that? They, they don't understand this market and therefore they're not tapping into this lucrative market. I, I don't think they do. And I think the core of it, as, as, as I was saying, the core of it is being able to use multiple touch points as an agency. So the, the, the era of just having shooting this great TV ad to capture that market uh, is gone. It's, 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 it's an idea that says, how do we use multiple touch points to actually get these people with, where they are. You know, how do we use social media? How do we use digital in the idea? And I think the brands that are going to be doing it well going forward are the brands that can integrate, are the brands that can actually have an idea that has multiple t- touch points that can actually capture the attention of this market. Because um, I don't know whether you, you have children trying to get the attention of this born-free generation, even in conversation, is, is, mm. is getting even more and more difficult. So how do brands actually enter this space to capture... To, to, to capture their thoughts about brands and actually position yeah, well, themselves. As, as I talk to you, my son's <laughs> just my son just tweeted me as I'm talking to you about promoting an event which is where he's emceeing an anti-drug campaign. I mean, that's exactly is exactly what you say. They're, they're multitaskers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they're, they're ways we can talk. Yeah. Now, now, just just lastly, then mm. I mean, the the issue of 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 the color blindness. We often have these chats about segmented markets and 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 either people are the same or they are in fact not the same. How should you market if we're looking at born freeze? Do we market them as all South Africans or, in fact, South Africans of different backgrounds based upon their color? I think that's the key issue. And I think uh, their connection to race... Is, is different. I think I think it's it's, it's starting to be more about uh, uh, geography and class more than race. It's it's, it's about access to uh, opportunities. I think, uh, as as you know, we we, we have become an, uh, a society that is obsessed by race. And I don't think the born free generation is that obsessed about race. And I think it's about opportunities and it's about brands being able to harness their ambition. So I think the big thing really is to how do we facilitate the ambition? I, I read a study the other day about how positive they are about the, their future in this country. So I, I think the, ra- the race thing, and I think it also impacts on issues of language, you know. Um, uh, we, we're starting to be an English-first society. And um, I, I come from, from, from rural Natal, Manguzi, where even that brands that communicate in English are seen almost as better than brands that communicate in uh, a, a, a vernacular mm, language. Mm. And now the big thing is, is, is to say, um, is race still important? I don't think so. I think it's more about brands being able to express a message that appeals to to, to that market. Uh, and I think I think the things and, and I think that's the key differentiator from the old market to this new market. To say um, they're all about op- opportunities. They're forward moving. They look at, at the country as uh, 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 the oyster, really. And I think the big thing, talking about uh, sort of like the, polit- uh, the, 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 polit- the political realm, is how do now um, 
political parties market to these brands. And I think that's an interesting topic on its own to say, how will they capture, how will political parties capture this market? Because it's a totally new market, even in voting. And I think next year's election is going to be a pivotal one to see how these people behave. I think they're 19 at the moment. They're eligible to vote. And I think to see how political parties try to capture this market will be a very interesting one going forward. Okay, interesting one there. Well, thanks so much for your time. Fascinating chat. I'm sure we'll talk about some specific examples that you guys have done, uh, well, sometime in the future. All right. Great stuff. Great stuff. Thank you so much, Andrew. Gobeni, the executive creative director and the founder of the agency Avatar. Interesting. How? Do you actually think about this on yourself? Do you actually, should we market in, in segments of, of race and color, or do we say that actually the born trees are all one and the same? Can we be as broad as that? Uh, I wonder what your thoughts are. Just by the way, the lady who called in, so I always pick something, uh, quite honestly, some people commenting about it. Let me just say this much. I would be more offended if someone said, Ashraf, you guys pick on nothing. You guys don't touch issues that really matter. I think we have to touch issues that absolutely, absolutely matter. And one of them, example, for example, is Samin Zima, who was, uh, well, he's a photographer a long time ago. Now he, after Hector Peterson was shot and had been carried by in Buyisa, Makubo, during that uh, June 16, 1976, well, he, picked, he had that picture taken, that world-famous picture. So what happened since then to Sam and Zima? Let's find out. Sam, good chatting to you. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good, good morning to the listeners. Thank you. Thanks for, for your time, Sam. Appreciate it. First of all, I mean, yeah. how do you feel just personally as, as a photojournalist every year on, on June 16th as it is today? What goes through in your mind? is nagging me because I will never forget what happened in the past. Every year I'm being reminded about June 16, June 16. So um, at, the, at the beginning I was full very much uh, traumatized when I, I was getting interviews from everyone. But now I've relaxed now. I feel proud of what I've done in June 16, 1976. I was not aware that it's going to build me up. Just to, and we're not we're not talking about the political side. I want to stay with with the media side because you're a journalist, right? You're a photojournalist. When you took that picture, right? Talk to me about what happened, what went through your mind at that time, and were you aware even at that moment in time just what impact that photograph is going to take, is going to make? On day one, June 16, I was not aware that this picture is going to build up a very big impact. Uh, I thought it's an ordinary. Uh, picture that I'm going to just take it and use it for publicity. But afterwards, I realized that, that this picture has got an impact and has become, a, become a, an international picture. It has been seen all over the world now. But uh, at the end of it, it's a picture that destroyed my future journalism. I regret to take this picture. Let me just interject. I'm just making sure you're saying at the end of it, that was a picture that destroyed your future in journalism. Is that right? That's correct. All right. Why so? It's because now police were harassing me. They wanted to arrest me. They failed to arrest me. Now, at, at the end of everything, they wanted to kill me. And they blame that wherever they found me taking pictures, they must shoot at me and they are going to claim that it was a stray bullet. So I got this from reliable sources from the police who were doing this job. Mm. They told me that I must choose between my job and my life. So I chose I chose my life. I wanted to know what's happening. They told me that the police have got instructions that they, wherever they found me taking pictures, they must kill me. 
So that's why I said this picture destroyed my future in journalism is because of that. Now, and at that, at that time, you were working for which which newspaper? I was working for the World and Star. Okay, the world, of course, we know doesn't exist anymore. So, so what then happened to you besides the the death threats? Understandably, in terms of the ownership of that picture, was it was it the world, for example, who owned it, uh, or, or the star, or yourself? No, the, the, the copyright was belongs to Agas Group, which was the owner of the Star newspaper in the world. I could not, I could not use the picture the way I wanted, and the copyright was not mine until 1988, when independent newspaper bought the newspaper, the star from Agas Group. The independent newspaper felt that, uh, no, it is wrong for them to keep that copyright. They must release the copyright to me. Then they wrote a letter to me to tell me that now they are releasing a copyright. The copyright is mine. Whoever wants to use the picture must consult me. Mm. Now, now, so since then, did you then get out of media completely because of your, the fear for your life? Come again? Because of the fear for your life, did you then get out of media photography completely? Yes, that's the thing that made me to go out of the uh, uh, photojournalism completely. Because um, the star wanted me to be there with them, and they, and they read Dale Mail before they closed it. They wanted me to, to join them. But it was the same thing because I was going to go out and look for pictures as a journalist. I couldn't just help it. Mm. Right, now... Talk to me then about about the recognition you've received or have not received by others. Because I mean, we often talk about Hector Peterson. We certainly talk about uh, Imbuyisa, well, uh, certainly world famous in terms of him carrying the dead or dying Hector Peterson at that time. Uh, but from a pure media point of view, exposure in this country, world exposure, I would suggest very little about you and in terms of what the pictures done and the impact the pictures had around the world. Well, uh, the, the outside world they recognized picture as an international picture. In so much that uh, uh, in 2010, Germany invited me to exhibit this picture of Hector Peterson there. In 2011, uh, uh, Belgium, I had, I had the exhibition in Belgium, Congo, and addressed the parliamentarian in Brussels. It shows that uh, the picture has got an impact locally and internationally. Okay. Now, so in, in terms of now, I mean, do you think more could have been done than by, say, South Africa to recognize you? I'm just thinking oh, yeah, of honorary awards and things like that. Yeah, should be. Should be done. But, but I'm happy that the president of the country, Jacob Zuma, awarded me an income, which is an, uh, a national award. I'm happy for that. And uh, what else is that uh, the other companies also awarded me with the best picture of, of the year. Alright, I'd tell you love to chat lots more, can't do it now. I'll leave you with one thought, right? If I, if, if I said, Sam and Zima, say I wish, what, what else would you wish would have happened to your career? Um, now, uh, I'm no longer a photojournalist. I'm now looking forward to do my own um, a photo gallery at my place. And uh, come up with a school of photojournalism to teach the youth of this area and the other areas. Okay, we certainly wish that happens, and I think it absolutely should happen, just because your name is so significant, so important in the history of this country. Sam and Zima, thanks for your time, and, uh, you. and now hopefully we'll chat even more to him some other time. So there you are, that very historic photo where he shot the picture of, the, of Hector Peterson being carried after he was shot by the police at the time and being carried by Imbuyisa.
Makhubu, who himself has been famous and then disappeared, as we know. Quite historical concerning today's, uh, once again, June 17th, uh, June 16th, rather. And that happened 1976, of course. Right, we're going to end with a chat uh, to Isaac Miner about uh, the FABC's digital platform. Where is it going? Are you connected to that? We'll do it right after.